If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and it has been a minute since I have muttered those words. Obviously, the Bachelor Bachelorette, the franchise has not been on for the last couple months. We are back with charity season, and I just needed to, we needed to take a little beat, but we got some great stuff planned for charity season, and as always, when I get extra Bachelor interviews, I will throw those in on the Friday slots. If there ever is a breaking news situation, I will take to the mic. And I think we're in a little bit of a transition with podcasts overall. You know, there's a lot of them um, in the world, in the ether. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Becca Kufrin pretty much all but confirmed that Bachelor Happy Hour is no longer, which was a Warner Brothers official Bachelor podcast. Um, From what I know, I don't believe Clickbait has been producing regular episodes recently. They ended talking it out with Mike and Brian a few months ago. So even though we've been a little inconsistent on this feed, which I will apologize for, we are back and there are going to be less podcasts potentially to choose from. But either way, I hope you pick, pick us weeklies, you pick ours, you pick here for the right reasons. We do have charity this week. I was given, you know, a little time slot with Charity during her press day last week, right after I had watched the first episode. And they gave me, you know, the classic five minutes. I pushed it to almost eight. We got through the major topics. So I'm going to do a quick little my thoughts of the premiere. Then we're going to throw it to Charity. And then I also have an interview I did recently with Jojo and Jordan, who, of course, if you are in Bachelor Nation, you know Jojo Fletcher and Jordan Rogers. Jojo was our season 12 Bachelor. Her and Jordan got married last year after six years together, and they're hosting a show on TBS. Uh, no, on USA. I'm sorry. It, it actually, now that I did that little flub, this show was supposed to be on TBS years ago, got quote unquote canceled. They just never aired it. And now I believe because of the writer's strike and everything that's happening, USA picked it up and now they are airing the big D. So this show was filmed two, three summers ago, you'll hear Jordan refer to Jojo as his fiance in the episode. At least I watched the premiere episode. Obviously, I spoke to them just a couple days ago. We were talking about the premiere. We also talked about their wedding. We got some life updates and they have a cameo on charity season. If you didn't see the very blurry photo slash video that came out um, during production of the show, Jojo and Jordan did indeed film a little midday cameo on charity season and I asked them about it and they also we talked a little bit golden bachelor you know I thought it would be fun to include so I'm going to do some quick rapid fire premiere thoughts then we're going to go to charity where she is going to talk all about that first impression rose about how she's feeling that 
teaser and all the crazy things that were in there. We tried to unpack those. And then you're going to hear from Jordan and Jojo about the big D, what they're up to, and their cameo on this season. So I will say, Charity, going into the season, I feel like people are skeptical and people are always skeptical, right? I think it's been a while. I can't really recall the last time ABC picked a lead that every person rallied around and was super pumped for to begin with. But even the average lead that's chosen, there's people that don't like it, people that do like it. And then there's, of course, the ones that people automatically like write off from the beginning. I think Charity's somewhere in the middle. I think there's definitely people who are super excited about Charity. I think there are other people who are maybe hoping for Gabby or even Ariel at the end of Zach's season last year, because despite what people said about Zach, I think we all agreed those last couple episodes were quite compelling television. Um, and I'm hoping something similar happens here. Based on that trailer, there's a lot of layers here to the charity season. I think it's going to be good. I'm trying to be optimistic. And I will say this intro package, not that I didn't like charity. I thought she, I think she's beautiful. I think she makes sense as a lead to some degree, but I definitely was one of those people who was really like a feeling for Gabby at the end of last year. And even Ariel, I thought would have been an interesting to have our first um, you know, Jewish bachelorette. It could have been an interesting, interesting take for the franchise. But so I was in the middle about charity, not didn't really feel any type of way. And I will say, I'm not just saying this. I kind of think that little intro package they did on her worked on me. And I, it got me excited. I think, you know, she's, she, I love her dress. She's in that pink sparkles. They did a pretty good job in reintroducing her. She was very charismatic. I think that, you know, it might've been that classic ABC, you know, trickery, but it worked on me after that, before that first commercial break, I was like, I'm kind of all in on Charity. I think she deserves love. I think she's fun. I think she's cute. I think she's going to be able to carry a season maybe more than I thought she did. I think she was very confident throughout the whole evening. Again, I think she looked beautiful. I loved that pink dress. I didn't like the white like Shaw fake fur, maybe real fur thing. It kind of was giving me like Belle and the Beauty and the Beast Christmas special, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I really liked her. And I think, you know, we also had Jesse Palmer back age 44 reminding us to remind us that it's the 20th season of the show he gave us a brief little weather report um even though the driveway on that in the mansion's always wet i guess he wanted to remind us that it was actively raining if you saw um some of the scenes with the limos you can tell it's kind of raining so we got a jesse palmer weather report and age breakdown as always we got those quick little check-in with some um former bachelorettes jojo who as i mentioned is obviously still with jordan des who is still with chris and then caitlin and Allie, who are kind of especially caitlin but even Allie fedotowski has definitely kept kind of one foot in on the franchise as someone they'll tap tap into make a cameo make an appearance film something for the show so two out of four ain't bad for the bachelorettes that they got to still be with their significant other to film a cameo. Trista and Rachel Lindsay, off the top of my head, would be the other two that are still with the person they chose. We know Rachel Lindsay no longer watches the show. I just read an article, I think she did with People Magazine. They got up with her on a carpet and she said, I'm rooting for charity. My line is always open. I think it's great that there's going to be another black bachelorette, but it's just my, my door is open, but my TV is not on, is what Rachel Lindsay said. So not a shock we didn't see her. And I think Trista, they've tapped a bunch of times, kind of surprising because it is the 20th um, season of the show. So I'm a little surprised they didn't kind of pull her in to do something. But um, we had Des, we had Jojo, we had Allie and we had Caitlin. And that made sense to me for, for the most part. The limo entrances. I feel like nothing really stood out to me as overly offensive or 
overly exciting it was definitely a diverse group of guys there was a lot of really good looking guys a lot of tall guys i asked charity about that i said was that your note because these they were some tall dudes no a short king spring happening in bachelor nation over here um but we see aaron b first one out of the limo he is definitely going to be a player in this he was the one of the ones who's upset that he doesn't get a first impression rose he flipped the coin she clearly was into that they did kiss he connected with the brother as the season goes on we had javier the biochem guy she said their kiss was almost too good to be true so she enjoyed him um brayden was obviously a major player throughout the whole episode and based on the trailer kind of makes it look like he's going to be a player based on the whole season i bet that that meltdown happens on episode like two or three so we probably won't see that much of him but he was our first impression rose recipient and he did have a um very tough first episode in my opinion um I didn't really understand. I know he did like he's a nurse. He brought the shots. That was cute. But I didn't love like the whole Aladdin reference. He was very cringe to me, but she was into him right away. And when they kissed, she was into him. And clearly any red flags that her brother raised about maybe him being cocky, she just thought that was confidence. And I asked her about it and what she thought looking back on it. So you'll hear that. But he was kind of cringe to me from the beginning. Um, I don't think he was like overly offensive with the brother, but it was awkward and he obviously didn't know it was her brother. Um, but he just gave me kind of the ick with the whole Aladdin reference. I don't, I don't know why that just like was not it for me. Obviously Spencer was probably the other like yikes entrance. Um, he was clearly very nervous. He was kind of like giving her awkward eye contact, staring at her, um, then ended up with the maybe kick me in the balls thing. That was, that wasn't really it. Um, and then he ended up being one who has a son. Um, and I, that's interesting. And I, I always think it's funny, not funny, but an interesting thing to look at of when they bring up that they have a child, if they do it night one, I think that that is usually probably the move because if they are someone who is doesn't want to have any sort of step kid in their life then they can eliminate you right away and it doesn't it's like not a waste of time and also it's like compelling something they can remember about you so it could probably work to your advantage either way to either be eliminated quicker if that's what's going to happen or also to have a compelling story to the audience to follow and the lead to get to know you and that just makes a little bit more sense to me than this awkward martial arts it was just awkward energy and i think that this is another way that charity shined because he like as i just said 75 times it's really awkward but she played it off well i thought she did a great job with someone like a spencer who made me want to you know kind of run away and i thought she handled it really well she kind of reminded me of jojo in that sense i think jojo remember some of that awkward stuff with like evan and even wells had some awkward moments with jojo i feel like she always did a great job kind of leading the show and i think that we saw that in charity um right there something else that stood out to me we've got another pilot pete that's kind of bizarre um i saw the other pilot pete the og pilot pete out in new york the other night so he's still He's still out and about. He is single, as far as I know. Kelly has a new man. She's dating a Greek boy. Um, pretty cute. She seems happy. So, But we have a new pilot, Pete, in town. We'll see if he can uh, make an impression. She also kissed John, the uh, data scientist, who called it the best moment ever. She did like a, you know, probably, I don't know how much we saw of it, but there was probably like four or five kisses that aired. Feels pretty classic. James, I liked. He was the one whose mom gave the letter. 
I mom quote unquote gave the letter. I, I never know if that's like I'm falling for something or if that was genuine. It feels like diabolical to have the fake letter from his mom. But at the same time, like, do we put anything past the show? So I but I thought he was sweet. I did take note as, you know, Game of Roses. They've done episodes with me before and they have a very popular Bachelor podcast. They wrote the book, How to Win the Bachelor. Um, they always point out the first flower is sometimes even more important than the first impression rose for longevity in a season. And the first flower did go to Aaron, who was also the first out of the limo. So I think he's definitely going to be one to watch. Whereas we had Brayden get our first impression rose. Don't think we're going to have one of those situations where the first impression rose winner wins the season. How wild would that be, though, for him to get off to such a wild, such a you know not so great start and have the trailer not look so great and have him win? Don't think it's going to happen. The early way too money, way too early money would be on Aaron B. If I had to guess, um, and of course our last flower was Spencer. Um, our, our awkward king. We'll see how if he comes into his own. Um, the brother being the spy, I was a little disappointed by. I love the concept. We know that, you know, Jesse Palmer back in the day had a spy on his season. I'm pretty sure it was Jesse Palmer. Now it's not going to be him and everyone's going to message me. Feel free to do so. I love feedback. Um, but I thought it was Jesse Palmer at the time. I think it's a good concept. I think the wig and the mustache was silly. Um, it was giving, you know, Steve Harvey as Charity mentioned. Clearly she's really close to her siblings. So that was sweet again to see another great side of Charity. And I think it could have been really great. I mean, we kind of saw Braden flub. We saw the one guy, I think it was Michael talk about like how much he loves curves in a woman, which was fine, but just like a little cringy in front of her brother. I, I think they maybe could have prodded them a little better. I don't know how much her brother was really actively trying to get information out of these guys. It would have been maybe a little more successful if he went a little, you know, in a little harder or just if we saw him give him more of a recap, we really only got to see his feedback on Brayden. I think that if they were going to commit to this, they could commit to it better. And he could even have come out given her real time intel and that her kind of twisted on them like well I heard of this about you and then them be like paranoid about it like almost play a game and then at least let them know at the end like don't worry big brother is not necessarily watching even though they are because they're producers but have it be like the brother I don't know it it was a good idea I just don't know if it was like worth it as much it was kind of silly it fell a little flat but I liked the concept and I think I also thought it was very funny that any of the guys were like oh you look familiar like please like I guess they might have just watched like Zach's finale and or season and saw Charity's brother, but I, I have a hard time believing they would have recognized him, um, even if he didn't have the wig and the mustache on, but I guess they had to do something. I don't know. Overall, I thought it was a solid premiere. It was nothing like super special, but I thought Charity really shined, which I guess is the point. Um, and I'm excited by that trailer. I thought there was a lot to unpack there. Um, but without further ado, here's here's what Charity had to say. Hi, Charity. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. I want to jump right in. What was your state of mind going into filming and how do you feel now getting ready to watch it all back? Uh, both the same. <laughs> excited and nervous having that initial like, you know, feeling of like, oh my goodness, I'm the bachelorette. Like it is a surreal moment. Um, definitely overwhelming to say the least, but I was overall super excited. And then obviously now with filming wrapped and everything all said and done, um, it is a little um anxiety inducing knowing that okay like my whole story is about to be unfolded and told to the entire world to see but um i overall am like truly excited and i know it's going to be a great season so hopefully um viewers will 
will love it too. You have a diverse group of men. Um, how important was that to you? What kind of conversations were you having with casting? And when did tall become part of the conversation? Cause that, that stood out as well. <laughs> Clearly uh, when everyone is like six feet, <laughs> I'm like literally like so small next to everyone. But um, yeah, I really did just kind of emphasize that, you know, I don't really necessarily have a type. Like I'm open to dating like anyone and any, like any type. So um, I think they took that obviously quite literally, and I'm so grateful for that. But also I did, you know, make the conscious effort to emphasize too, like I definitely want a diverse cast. Like we have seen in, in the past that it's kind of just like the standard um, type of, of, of men or girls as well. But definitely wanted to add that diversity piece and also the inclusivity piece of it all. And so, yeah, you'll see that with a lot of the guys and they're all great. So, yeah. From the first episode to get into, you know, the premiere, um, Brayden got a lot of screen time, gets the first impression, Rose. Who else was in the running? Because I know Aaron B was a little disappointed. He thought he had a shot. Yeah. Aaron B was like truly ego was bruised, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, yeah. I think um, if it wasn't Brayden, I definitely had my eye on Warwick. I know his like limo entrance was like ideal. I was like, oh my goodness. Like I love like the little one way ticket to his hometown. I thought that was so cute. Um, and he was someone that really like captivated my attention. Um, obviously Aaron B had a really great conversation as well as Xavier. So yeah, um, any of those it could have went to, but you know, ultimately I decided to give the first impression rose to Brayden. And how much of your brother's intel one affected how you felt about Brayden, but any of the guys, was there anything he said we didn't see where you were like, all right, I either changed my mind and I might give that guy a second chance or, Oh, I was totally off. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, me and my brother, obviously super close and having him there night one was so helpful. He clearly got to see a lot that I did not. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, he really did remind me in that moment, like our conversation, obviously it's not all shown, but he did just like reassure me that like all, all the guys and most of the guys were truly there for me. And they were really excited about, um, you know, me being the bachelorette and this opportunity for them to really get to know me. So that made me feel good in the moment, despite like coming off of like, Oh, like Brayden was, you know, really vocal around the house, the guys about the kiss, um, and everything. So I kind of took that, you know, almost like a, a two way street, like, okay, Brayden is really excited and it could be crossing the line of like confident versus cocky, but also him kind of falling back on like all the guys are also just like really excited to be here. Like I was kind of considering that factor too of maybe why that's why Brayden was just so vocal. Cause he was just so excited. Right. Which we see in my conversation of me asking him, you know, why were you so vocal or what's going on? Um, it just was his excitement overall. So yeah. Did seeing it change anything or do you still feel like that was, he was just a giddy kid. So excited. He got to kiss the bachelorette and kiss charity. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think in, in that episode for sure. Like, I think it's just, that's Brayden's personality. Just someone who's very like animated and just fun and live, lively for sure. <laughs> we so. see in the trailer, there might be some more issues there. So is it safe to say he's one to watch? Oh, he's one to keep your eye on. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite or most memorable limo entrance? And a maybe didn't love that one limo entrance. Oh man. Let's come back to the favorite. My least favorite was, um, we see Spencer. Spencer is definitely so funny. However, caught me completely off guard um, when he 
requested that I kick him in his balls. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I was like, no way. Oh, we're not doing this. Yes. Um, so that was definitely a different one for me to like take and understand. But favorite one, I think was Warwick. I think Warwick's, um, you know, one way ticket to his hometown. I was like, this is too good. Um, favorite kiss on night one specifically. And did you have any expectations or rules for yourself going into that? You were just going to let it happen or how many or anything like that? Um, yeah. So had no kissing game plans. <laughs> that was not, um, <laughs> was trying not to kiss everyone. That was like the thing. Um, but, uh, favorite kiss. I don't know if that's even like good to say. I mean, obviously like me and Brayden, like Brayden, uh, got the first impression Rose truly also because he's a good kisser. Um, <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> um, good. but I think next in line would have probably been Xavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Xavier's chemistry was like truly undeniable. So there's that. Um, and yeah, I think there was no, there was no way to go about kissing. I kind of had to take the lead on, on some of them. A lot of the guys were actually way more nervous than I thought they would be, which was really huh. cute. But I was like, yeah, I'm only doing this, this one time. The next time you're gonna have to take the reins. <laughs> In the trailer, we see a lot. We see tears. We see a potential rose being taken back. We see a moment that you said you're done. We see a moment when you say you're in love with more than one person. What is a moment that you're of those or anything we didn't see that you're most anxious to relive? And do you still believe that you can be in love with more than one person? Uh, yes, I will answer that question first. Um, you know what? I, I advise everyone, if you don't believe it, test it out for yourself. I don't know when you have the opportunity to be the bachelorette or bachelor, but like <laughs> try it in the real world. You'll find out. Um, definitely is possible um, considering circumstances and how much time we have to really just like truly focus on these connections. It is definitely possible. Um, something I actually did not think was going to ever happen. Um, but most anxious about, yeah, I think when I have to get sassy, it's like, it's entertaining to say the least, but it's not fun. And so for me, I'm like, I'm a little anxious of, you know, having those moments play out where I'm like, you see me obviously say there's a rose in your chest, but I can truly take it back. Um, and then just, yeah, <laughs> so many moments kind of just come to form that one moment. So that I'm excited is, um, to see that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time. I hope to connect with you again during the season and congrats. I'm sure it's, people are going to love it. It was a great episode. Oh, thank you so much. And now here is Jordan and Jojo. Congratulations, first of all, on the whole finally getting married thing. We're going to get to that. Um, But let's talk about the big D. I'm so excited that the show is finally about to air. Tell me just about it, first of all, and why you think now is the perfect time for everyone to finally get to see this show. Man, this show was first. of all, I'll say we we've done a couple shows and this one was so fun for us to host. Yeah. Um, kind of jumping into a dating reality dating, you know, scenario was really fun for us because that's obviously how we met. And so we have a little bit of this, you know, personal insight and and some advice we can give to the different divorcees. But I mean, it's about a bunch of divorcees who they've either been divorced for a long period of time, a short period of time. Uh, we bring them all back to a villa and they're going to live together and try to date amongst their ex. So there's a lot to unfold there. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's I feel like like we obviously we come from the reality TV world. We fell in love on reality TV. So we know it works. And I think you see in today's day and age on every platform, you can get whatever kind of dating show you want to find, right? This is a niche that I don't think has really been touched. And I think it's important because there's such a negative 
a negative stereotype or stigma that comes with divorce, right? It feels like you failed. Yeah. Right? We haven't been there, but we know couples. We've been around couples on the show, off the show. And a lot of times people on the outside think, oh, it's a failure. When really we kind of want to paint the picture that it's really the start of something new. And you can find love after divorce. You can find healthy relationships with your ex to move on yeah. and, and, and turn the page and go into that next chapter of your life with hope that you can fall in love. So I think that's what attracted us to it, right? It's this this group of people that I think a lot of times feels like it's over for me or it's never going to be the same. And really that's not the case. And I know it's reality TV, but it can still work. And so that's why we were here. And that's what we loved about it. Yeah, for sure. We're rebanding divorce. I love it. Um, What were your initial thoughts when you first heard this concept? And then after filming wrap, did it play out how you thought it would, or did it surprise you after hearing what you thought the show was going to be? And then when it kind of filmed, well, I mean, to answer the first question, initial thoughts, yeah, I mean, initial thoughts. we were like divorced divorce, couples, like, your ex living in the same house, dating other people. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be yeah, good. It's a recipe for some crazy stuff to happen. But also, you know, one thing that we kind of worked through was like the idea of divorce and like, you know, we've obviously have not been divorced. We're recently married. We're, we're in a great, happy relationship. But for us, to Jordan's point, it was really a cool way. Sorry, really a cool way to for me, what I loved about it giving hope after heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, a couple of girlfriends that have gone through divorce. And so it, it's, it's really cool, right? A lot of these, these couples are young, they, they are struggling to move forward, because they haven't been able to figure out the things that went wrong in their past, or they haven't made peace with their ex. So at first, you're we like divorce, how can we help here? Uh, but really, it was a great way to kind of give insight to being able to fall in love a on reality television, um, to come off of a heartbreak and open yourself back up to something new, at least from my perspective. I mean, for me, first reaction, you're like divorce couples, ex living in the same house, dating each other, dating other people. It's going to be everything you want out of a reality show, right? The fireworks are there. The drama is there. What I didn't anticipate was how much positivity, how much like healthy growth mm-hmm. and how much love and and hope came from it. Each episode, you see couples that maybe they haven't talked in years yeah. and there's bad blood or or maybe they need to find a way to make their relationship work for kids that are in the picture and you just see all this positive growth because they never really had the conversation. They never really sat down and said, okay, wait, I want to move on. You want to move on. Let's, let's do this together. Like let's make this healthy. And so that was the part that really I underestimated Same. that really tugged at my heartstrings the entire time. I mean, me too. I mean, I felt uh, all sorts of emotions. I just want you to know, like, it was like stress, anxious, nervous, uh, happy, crying, tears of joy, tears of sadness. I feel all over the place. And I, we were just in the thick of it every day. And it was it was, I mean, it was amazing to watch it all play out. Oh my God. I love that. Um, Jordan, for you, I mean, in theory, you watched Jojo date other people. I know it was the right. early stage of your relationship, a little different than, you know, after going through what a divorced couple might've gone through, but you have technically been there. You watched her date other people. Did you have any advice for some of these contestants or these people on this show? What, what were you telling them about what it's like to see the person you were interested or once interested in maybe pursuing someone else? Yeah, Such a good question, I, I got Sarah. to sit there and watch 25 other guys actually right. and, and try to make some moves on my future wife. I knew it was my future wife. She maybe <laughs> didn't know the time yet, but you know, we got there. So I think my perspective for some of these guys and, and some of these divorcees in the house was you have to focus on yourself as much as you're going to focus on your relationship with who you want to be with. And that was a big part I had to do on The Bachelorette is I, I had to go, you know what? I believe in the connection we have. And I'm going to not let the outside noise affect me because if I do, it's going to change who I am. It's going to change how I react. It's going to change my time that I spend with her. So I think that was kind of my advice to some of these is, hey, it's going to be crazy. You're in a house with your ex. 
But if you can just focus on the good, focus on the internal growth and focus on that one relationship that you want to pursue, kind of put some blinders on, it can work. It's not easy, but it can work. And I will say this is such a unique you know, scenario for anybody to be in. When we were on the show, like you have no contact with the outside world. You don't have your phones. You don't have your cell phone. You don't have your parents. You don't have your friends. And so for us, you know, it was really a way to do a lot of just like self-discovery and yes. and and figuring all your things out without the outside distractions. And that really played a big part into a lot of these ex-couples and like the fact that maybe they haven't moved on or resolved past issues because they've never had the ability to actually just spend the time focusing on on that conversation. And there is another element of the show of like these little tasks that they're doing and you have an expert with you. What can you um, explain and tease about that and how that kind of helps them all open up and also probably is going to be very entertaining to be watching. I to say, I exercises. It definitely starts as an icebreaker. I mean, <laughs> These ex divorcees, they're so like uncomfortable, A, being on in yes. front of a camera, B, in front of their ex, feeling weird. Not so the exercises are very fun. They're intended to be little icebreakers, but with a lot of um, underlying uh, exercises, if you will, that helps them move in a forward direction, either with someone new or with someone from their past. Um, but they're, they're interesting. They, they will get you laughing. But I think the best part was having Dr. Jada there. I think that's another part that I underestimated, just like the insight that she can bring. She was and, incredible. And even in our own relationship, like we sat in the green room with Dr. Jada, we got so much therapy, therapy out of it. Therapy sessions on therapy sessions. And it's just the value of having somebody there that is just an unbiased opinion. Again, probably something that some of these couples haven't really ever had the opportunity to do. And I think that's what really helped accelerate some of these new relationships, which do happen and also heal some of the old, old ones. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like other reality shows could probably benefit from having someone there to just, you know, drop in some wisdom or third party from the beginning. 100%. <laughs> what can you tease to me? Um, obviously we can't give anything away and there's going to be people coming in, people coming out, there's eliminations, but is there one or two maybe people to watch or something that, you know, I know you filmed this a little bit ago, but that you're anxious for people to see, what can you tease to me about one or two <sighs> things? I have one. I think there is a there is one couple that uh, I believe had been together for 16 years, a huge portion of their life, like childhood, not high school sweethearts were married. They come into it and one individual is ready to get back together. One individual is ready to move on and yeah. cut ties. And once they get into the house, things start to switch for that couple. And I think that's what's interesting. So how you felt about your ex or how you felt about your relationship coming in doesn't always end up what happens once you get into it. So that was interesting to see someone that was like, I'm never getting back with my ex. They get in there and go, wait, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you have to take it away. That's, that's a good, good That's a really good one. That's a really good one. For you too, I know you've worked together on other shows before um, and will continue to do so, I would imagine. Has it been something that strengthened your relationship? Has it ever tested it to kind of, you know, mix work with fun or because you were on front of cameras from the beginning, it was an easy transition? I wouldn't even say that just being on a camera made it an easy transition, but I will say, you know, the first show we ever did together, it was right kind of on the, the year after yeah. we were together. And Sarah, you know, we've, we've always said our first year was like, holy moly, are we going to get through this? Uh, but that was a real true test for us. We got through that flying colors or feeling optimistic. It was night shoots. We were in a hotel room, a small hotel room for over a month together. Yeah. Like just. If, Go ahead. No, no. I, 
think, I think not like you said, being on TV is one thing, but actually working together yeah. is different. Memorizing lines, uh, delivering lines on time, working under pressure. Those are things that it's not the same as just dating each other on TV. And I think we went into it going, I don't know how this is going to work. And then we found out that we not only enjoy it, it works really well. We loved working together, which I think was not kind of surprised. I but I feel like we thrive in this. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's a we, <laughs> I love, we love it so much. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. But but this show, The Big D, was is different, right? Because we're watching a lot of past relationships. It, there's a lot of relationship talk, and so there were definitely moments we were like, "This is really kind of interesting, right?" Things that we hadn't thought about or how it could affect our relationship. We start we started talking about it little mini therapy sessions with Dr. Jada. We were like, we actually like, I feel like grew a lot through this show as well, just from seeing things. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I feel like everyone in Bachelor Nation and Beyond was so excited when you guys finally got to have your wedding after all your delays. And we're so excited for you. It's been a complete, a full year. Happy belated anniversary. Um, What was the highlight of the first year of marriage? Oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, I got to tell you, we were remodeling a house for two years the two years leading up to our wedding and the six months after I will say the the big fun moment was like finally moving into that labor of love remodel yeah. that we had been doing together and being like, wow, we're, we're finally in a home together. That's new to us as a married couple. Um, and that, that's, that was kind of a big highlight for me. Cause I'll say more than anything, the remodels will test you. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, do you have a goal for the second year of marriage as we enter we as it's like I'm there. Oh, second year marriage. No, I think you know we we are, we've had so much fun. Um, I think we were really blessed to not have had, although the two years of delays could have been a very stressful situation. We kind of just rolled with the punches, and yeah, you know, even this next year was super fun. But I do think you know, and I'm sure this is maybe a question you're going to ask. The kid conversation is definitely at the forefront of a lot of our talks. So that's um, going to say. <laughs> more so than they've obviously ever been. And so I think in the next year, we're really going to start figuring out what that future as a family looks like. Um, so that'll be exciting. It will be exciting. And how great was it to, you know, get to celebrate with all your family and friends, finally do it the way you want, and then wake up and be like, guess what? Like now we get to just be together forever and I don't have to answer questions about my wedding anymore. So <laughs> well, now the kid question comes yeah, exactly. one thing or the other. Well, that's yeah. why I went with goals. I let you introduce yeah. it. I wasn't going to necessarily go with it. I said goals, you know? It, yeah. it was amazing. Not not only because we had been together so long and, you know, I mean, we we took the engagement very seriously. We didn't just jump into getting married. You know, we we dated each other. We fought through a tough first year. We planned a wedding and then had to delay it twice. So the gratification of finally doing it. Oh, so fun. With everybody there, you know, it was worth waiting through the two years of the pandemic to do it that way. It was the best night of my life. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Zero I've, stress. The most fun I've ever had. I've never seen what? JoJo take that many tequila shots and she was the life of the party. Let me tell you, in California, they have a, a rule that you have to cut off amplified noise at 10 or 11, I think it is. So that's kind of when the party winds down and JoJo grabbed the mic out of nowhere on the dance floor. She's like, we're not leaving. It was like Wolf of Wall Street. We're not leaving. The show goes on. Wow. That's my wife. You deserved it. You deserved it after all that. Um, Great I, I may or may not have seen like a blurry video of you guys potentially filming something with a new bachelorette who's coming around. Can you um maybe address that? Yeah. That was super fun. Yes, we, we do have a little mini cameo uh, with Charity on this season of The Bachelorette. 
Um, first time meeting her. I think she's so wonderful. So, so cute. So beautiful. So smart. Um, the group of guys that we got to meet. Um, there's a few. I think she's going to have a little bit of a hard time. I'll tell you that. It was a, I kept going, this is a really good group of guys. Like I was vibing with them. You know, yeah. we're done filming. I'm kind of chatting. I'm like, I like these guys. I think with one of them on the date. Um, <laughs> Amazing. But uh, yeah, I think that she has a really good group. I, from what I know, her top couple guys, I think she was really torn between, uh, but there was a lot left to go. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. That is amazing. And obviously everyone's going to be watching the big D, but I have to ask you, are you going to watch the golden bachelor? Oh my God. I think that is the best thing that they have done. Like I was so excited when I heard that. Yes. Which is that here? Um, the fall. Okay. I am excited. And I will, I will be watching that. Do we know who's hosting that yet? Not yet. Ben Higgins wants the gig. It's all I know. I saw that. Yeah. I was curious that they had made a decision on it. That's going to be really, really good. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time to talk to me. I'm going to be tuning into this show and I will hopefully get to catch up with you about it again because I think it's going to be it. Yes. That'd be so great. Good talking to you. Nice to see you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you guys for tuning in to the charity season 10 premiere of Here for the Right Reasons. I will be back every week with more interviews and recaps and thoughts. Um, Let me know who you think I should reach out to to try to get on the podcast and I will do my best. And thank you again for listening.